Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Hope everybody's having a great week. Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani. Happy Wednesday. It's absolutely gorgeous. Fall is in full swing. Uh, first question, did everybody get to see the eclipse? I realized how spoiled we were that uh, Utah was pretty much in the prime viewing uh, corridor. So, which is amazing because last time there was an eclipse, I think six or seven years ago, we were also right in the prime viewing corridor. So that works out really well. But hopefully you guys got to see it. If not, hopefully you saw some cool pictures or videos. Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm definitely not going to try to explain and or pretend like I understand the science as to why not everybody can see the eclipse and why the location is so important because we can all see the sun during the day and the moon. But... Go figure, right? Uh, there's definitely some signs there that I obviously don't understand. But hopefully if you did get to see it, you enjoyed it. It was absolutely amazing on Saturday morning. Well, it was morning here about 10, 30, 11, uh, which was so cool. And then if you guys saw the shadows or what's so cool, how you get the like the little sliver moon, sliver sun shadows, just amazing. Then obviously peak eclipse, it still had the fire ring. So that was incredibly awesome. So hopefully you guys got to do that. Enjoyed your weekends. And uh, we're rolling right along. I mean, we're basically halfway through. We're over the halfway point of October now, which is insane. Uh, this year is flying by. And, you know, almost basically, basically into... Uh, Q4 and getting ready. I mean, gosh, we're almost a month away from, from Thanksgiving, which means only a couple months away from Christmas. So hopefully you guys are thinking about your holiday plans and starting to get some, some awesome holiday plans going. Uh, before we get into it today, guys, you know the deal, right? If you haven't already got some awesome stuff on our list, of course, if you want to hear about deals, especially if we're doing five or six Bs which we do do from time to time. I can't announce it here on the podcast for compliance reasons. So you've got to subscribe to my list, katanicapitalgroup.com. That link is just right down in the description, you guys. Super easy. Click the link, top right corner, become an investor. Fill that out and you're on my list. And uh, we will have you know, awesome content for you guys, as well as a lot of, uh, you know, and anytime we have deals and as the, so I just had a conversation with a prominent investor, big, a uh, big check writer hasn't done a deal with me yet, but it's been on my list. We talked periodically, uh, extremely grateful to him, of course, for that. Uh, because it's 
really nice to have access to him and understand how he thinks. And he thinks just like most big check writers, which is he's sitting on the sidelines. He's investing in treasuries. I mean, he's investing in the three-month T-bill, which I think is about five. When I talked to him last week, he was at five and a half percent. So, I mean, you know, he's putting obviously large chunks into that, staying liquid and preparing for uh, for what is coming in terms of multifamily. Now, he's a cash flow investor. So right now he's invested in mobile home parks, which you guys have heard me talk about mobile home parks on here. Absolutely incredible asset class and still a cash flowing asset class. So you get all the perks of multifamily, but you get cash flow basically, right? So you're talking affordable housing, a lot of value add opportunity, all the things that we liked about C-class multifamily over the last three years. But obviously that's dried up in C-class multifamily because if you guys have been paying attention, the Delta meaning that basically the difference between cap rates in C-class multifamily and A-class multifamily has dwindled so much that there was really no reason to get into really heavy lift C-class multifamily with interest rates going up. And because typically to get into it a little bit, typically how you're purchasing a C-class doing a big value add deal is you're using a uh, bridge debt. And if you know what bridge debt is, bridge debt, you typically have a lower interest rate, kind of a teaser interest rate for two years, two to three years. Typically the whole term is interest only, right? And then what you what you can do with the bridge debt and why it was so appealing is A, it was low leverage. You could come in 80, 90% LTV and typically 75 to 80. And you could basically go to the lender and, you know, typically what you're seeing now is groups will come in and they'll raise their CapEx. They'll raise obviously all the equity that they need, right? And they'll do all, they'll fund all the CapEx themselves. Well, you could actually go and get a bridge debt and get construction financing and go and finance all of the renovations. And so you were able to come in, you only needed basically 20% equity and you could finance everything, including the renovations. Well, the caveat there is that after your two to three year period, your rate goes up, right? It's basically a floating rate or adjustable rate. And obviously what we're seeing now is that's getting people in a lot of trouble, especially if they haven't been able to implement their business plan. So to come full circle, there was no sense in getting into high risk value add multifamily because you know construction costs are all over the place right now. And a lot of the things that used to be fixed costs, you know, including your insurance, and things like that have gone up so much that it the reward is not worth the risk you have to take on in order to, you know, acquire a C class value ideal. Whereas 
Now you come in, you buy an A class, there's no deferred maintenance or hardly any deferred maintenance, right? If any at all, there really shouldn't be any. Some of these you're getting at a discount because you've got distressed debt. The seller's got distressed debt and they've got to offload it because they've got interest or they've got refinance risk. And so you're able to come in and basically purchase a core to core plus asset, but no deferred maintenance. And you know, you're on a fixed rate, a lot of times assumable loan. Sometimes some of these loans even still have interest only periods left on them. Excuse me. And, and so you're able to come in and buy a, you know, a lot more risk adjusted, much stronger risk adjusted asset. So basically, you know, the desire and the, the appetite for value add has pretty much dried up, which to come full circle means that that's a major factor in why cash flows have dried up because a lot of the cash flow in multifamily was coming from two things. One, it was coming from the market, right? So you had markets like Phoenix and, and Austin and Dallas and a lot of your top markets that were just increasing. So you could buy uh, an A-class property, but, you know, rents were increasing 10, 12, 15% annually. So, you, you know, you're able to come in and and pay cash flow, right? Because you've got the market appreciation. Well, now that's pretty much dried up. If not, some of that is turning negative in some of those top markets. And, you know, because interest rates are up so high, even fixed rate debt, you know, it's tough to find a deal that can pencil and, and hit the, you know, the debt service coverage ratio. So there's just no cash flow. And so what the industry is anticipating and, and what all the data is pointing to is that over the next 12 to 14, possibly 18 months, there's something like half a trillion dollars in multifamily debt. Now, total debt, including office, is somewhere upwards like 1.2 to 1.6 But we'll take office out of it and it's still like half a billion dollars in debt is going to come due over the next 12 to 14 months. So a lot of your big investors who like multifamily, like cash flow, like these real risk-adjusted value-add deals, especially in some of these, you know, top-tier assets, you know, these these class A core core plus assets, they're basically just sitting in cash, and just waiting for these opportunities to arise and they will arise. So I say all of that to give this whole entire pitch to tell you guys, you got to join my list because we are going to be participating in these deals as they come up with some of our top operators. And I promise they will come up and I promise they will come up quick. I'm talking like you'll have two weeks to invest. So you've got to be on my list to see these, especially if they're a 506B, which it's very possible some of them are. Now, it's also possible there'll be five or six Cs, but if it's a five or six B, you won't hear about it on the pod. You'll have to be on the list. So again, Katani Capital Group, top right corner, become an investor. That's where you're going to be able to hear about these opportunities. And I promise they will come. So 
the good news is, is the smart, savvy investors who are sitting on the sideline, the guys have been preaching this, they're keeping their ear to the grindstone. I told you, if you're going to do it, you got to keep your ear to the grindstone or really to the street. And that's exactly what they're doing. He's obviously a very sophisticated, experienced investor. So we're, and so I'm extremely grateful to be able to talk to him and, and understand what, what his mindset is. And, and, you know, the other thing he's getting involved in is debt, which, you know, if you guys have been paying attention, you know, debt's really where you want to be. However, the risk you take with debt and what you need to pay attention to if you're getting into debt funds is that, you know, a lot of these debt funds, they're out there giving out mezzanine debt and, you know, preferred equity and some of these loans and even possibly senior loans, right? First position loans, depending on the asset and, and whatnot. And, you know, I've talked to some, some guys and there was a guy who's on the debt side at scale and, you know, he works for a debt fund and they're in the process of having to do their first, they're in the process of their first default. Now you may be thinking, well, what's wrong with the default? You get to take on the asset. Well, you do for sure that you're not wrong there, but what you need to understand about these lenders and a lot of these debt funds is they're not in the business of owning and operating real estate, right? They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have property management companies and ownership companies that want to take these on and take on the acquisition and the asset management that comes along with, with having to default on these operators. So you've got to be careful in your due diligence and pay attention. A really good question is, you know, have you had to default? What have you done to avoid default? Because especially when you're in a private debt fund, you know, you have the utmost creativity, right? A lot of some of these lenders, banks, you know, some of these bigger institutions, they don't have as much wiggle room in terms of the creativity that they can get involved in, right? You have opportunities like, you know, the general partnership selling off some of their equity, right? And, you know, buying more equity from the general partnership in order for them to, to recapitalize and, and uh, and being able to restabilize the asset, you know, and and recapitalize and get more cash. So, you know, that's just one example. There's a million other examples out there. Well, I shouldn't say a million, but there are a lot of other examples out there in terms of you know, the creativity you can get. Because again, because these lenders, you know, even your top lenders, they don't want to default. It's not in their best interest, it's in no one's best interest because now they have to, you know, get these assets off their books. You've got losses, which we all know from, from the bank runs that we had earlier in the year where you know, if you have these losses, that's not that's now money and revenue and 
capital that you no longer have access to or can have on your books, which means, you know, if banks are careful, they'll have to recapitalize because they have certain requirements, minimum requirements in terms of how much cash they need to keep on hand, you know, to basically lended funds, right? And they also, you know, a lot of these regionals and different lenders, they also have certain, you know, lenders, they're borrowing from, let's say, the Fed, right? Well, right now, the Fed overnight rate is, what, about 5.5%, 5.25%. So that's them to get the money. So they still have their debt obligations, right? And even these big debt funds, although they're raising private money from, you know, they're raising private money from investors. Well, they still have an obligation to their investors and and debt obligations to their investors that they need to pay. And a lot of these pay monthly. So to bring it full circle, I say all this to say, you know, make sure you're doing your due diligence on debt funds. You don't just want to get involved in any old debt fund. And you want to get a really good understanding of what it is they lend on, you know, their process, their requirements, and, you know, get an idea of who their borrowers are. So, you know, I, I love the debt side of things. That's certainly something, you know, Katani Capital will get involved in over the next few years because I think it's a really good hedge. I mean, it's a great hedge, right? Because you're basically playing both sides. And eventually interest rates will come down and they'll stabilize. And, you know, the debt funds won't be returning nearly as high as they are now, but it's a, it's a, it's a safe place to be because, you know, most of this debt is collateralized by real estate. And, you know, especially if you are lending, you know, a lot of these private debt funds, they don't just lend to any old buddy, right? They really have their core group of borrowers that they lend to a lot of times it's fixing flippers and you know with those guys you know right now they're lending at probably 12 percent you know to those guys giving their investors 10 right and and getting that two percent delta for themselves so something to keep an eye on again another really awesome diversification opportunity in debt as well as a good hedge against all your equity plays as well as you know times like this when interest rates are through the roof and they're basically you know depending on the deal and the opportunity and the situation they may be you know basically naming their own naming their own interest rate basically so Something to keep an eye on. Something we're obviously always paying attention to. And of course, you guys know I'll keep you updated as things change. But I just wanted to fill you in on the conversation I had with investors, with an investor, where his head was at. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. I know a lot of you out there are sophisticated, experienced investors. And I wanted to let you know that I, I hear you and I, and I feel you. You know, I feel you, dog. All right, I understand why your head is there and I want you to know that I see the same things. We got the same brain. And I've always said that I, I 
I understand why people are sitting on the sidelines. My whole thing has just been make sure you're keeping your ear to the street so you know what's going on. And, you know, if you've been listening here, then you would know exactly what's going on because I've been keeping you updated. So thank you guys as always for listening. I'm always extremely grateful. Hopefully you haven't been able to notice, but I'm actually driving right now. Uh, went out hunting today uh, with a good friend and hopefully a potential investor. Went out duck hunting. Uh, for those of you that know, I've got a 10-year-old black lab. Absolutely loves a duck hunt. He has a duck dog. Unfortunately, with his old age, he's got arthritis and moving a little bit slow. And I don't know how many more seasons he has left. If if not, this very well could be his last one. So every opportunity I get to take him out is an awesome opportunity. And we had a great day. You know, you're able to shoot seven ducks per person per day. So basically seven duck women. There's some nuance there in terms of species and some limitations on how many you can shoot of different species but we had a great day we shot 10 so five each and i am driving back home uh was able you know based on where we go what's great about utah is we've got all this marshalling out by the great salt lake and there's service out there so i was able to take all my calls out there which was absolutely amazing so very, very grateful for that. And only had to push one meeting to tomorrow. Well, today, as you guys are listening to this, if you're listening to this in the morning, then I'm recording a podcast right now for you guys. Sorry, brief yawn break. Recording a podcast for you guys tomorrow morning for Monday. So very, very excited about that as well. And look forward to bringing that to you guys. So, Thank you, as always, for listening. I'm extremely, extremely grateful. And let's see, today's Wednesday, right? Yes, it is. Holy cow. The days all blur together, especially when you're extremely busy. So uh, I will talk to you guys on Friday. Thank you, as always, for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Be safe, be happy, make good choices, invest wisely, and I'll talk to you guys Friday. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.